it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We have a lot. Three hours is probably not going to be enough. I'm looking at the cut sheet. My God, the topics here are, are endless. We have Chuck Schumer saying that Joe Biden can just cancel student debt through executive order. I guess that means contracts don't mean anything. That when people take on the responsibility, when they make the choice at the age of maturity to assume the position of responsible party in a contract, that that just goes out the window if the president says so. Now, if they're talking about government-backed loans, well, why not just cancel all the loans backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, all the loans backed by Sally Mae? No, just throw it down the money hole. Just that easy. We've got my governor, Governor Murphy. No matter what happens, the CDC has, for the most part, lifted the mask mandates especially for vaccinated people. And it is obvious that people like Governor Murphy are not going to give up this power that they've been exercising over the residents of states like New Jersey for about 14 months, 15 months. They're not letting go. And there are people, you you go out and about in New Jersey and it's like people are proud to do stupid doggy tricks. Masks should now come with tutus. If you want to see poodles on their hind legs, then if you're going to wear a mask, at least wear a tutu. It's now a political statement. It is now a a statement of, of loyalty to what I have no idea. We all, in the beginning of this, were willing to take precaution. Most of us were willing to take precaution. And once you inject politics into this, it becomes about spite. If you listen to the messaging from the left-wing media, they are not promoting the science. They are promoting the politics. There's good and bad. But I'm noticing something. There seems to be a correlation between big media and big government's love affair with China, the open border, and the continuance of the mask mandate. What is it we see throughout Central South and South America, especially Cuba? There's almost a deification of their, of their government leaders. To, to this day, there are Che Guevara murals all around Cuba. It's sort of the dear leader thing. All presidents, in their own way, shape a cult of personality. That's that comes with the job. Obama was a cult of personality and so was, was Donald Trump. You cannot deny that there's, and that's why the summer of 2020 was so unique. Biden didn't have it. Biden didn't have it. So he was told, we were told, no campaigns, no rallies. If Joe Biden had to get out there and sell a message, Hour after hour, day after day, on the road, I do not believe for a second he would have come across as a physically capable and able 
presidential candidate. Do you know who lacked that, that thing? Hillary Clinton. You know who else lacked it? Mitt Romney, John McCain, and Bob Dole. Should we vote on personality? No. But is it something that is necessary? Yes. It's part of the package. Academics and intellectuals could sit there and parse up, you know, presidential candidates all they want. People have a funny way of voting by their own metrics. And to just portray Barack Obama as the most intellectual guy absent of some level of cult of personality would be nonsense. Not only did he have a cult of personality, he cultivated it. And that's how he beat Hillary Clinton. If it was just about the numbers and the experience and the time in, Hillary should have beaten Obama in the 2008 Democratic primaries. She was supposed to be the shoo-in. But Barack Obama beat her on personality. He didn't have a, a, a Senate track record. He voted present. He didn't have an Illinois Senate track record. He voted present. Before that, he was a community organizer. He had nothing to show for his candidacy other than I'm half black and I'm a pretty cool guy. Wyatt 695 Patriot 9572874. But if you if you look back on the I don't know what it was that sparked me to look. But the ugly American. Does anyone know what the ugly American is? The Ugly American was a character of American tourists in foreign nations. Loud, brash, bragging on America, unsophisticated. The Ugly American was the working class donkey that made something of himself or herself in the United States and had discretionary income because traditionally even in high taxed eras for the most part by comparison to the rest of the world Americans have enjoyed a certain amount of freedom from crushing taxes by the world standards and the ugly American is the the, the loudmouth lout low class blue collar American who can buy his way into places in foreign nations that are reserved only for the elite. What do I mean by that? Capitalism in the United States has allowed average people. You know, I I went to go visit a friend out on Long Island where I'm I'm from. And I was out on the east end of Long Island, which before you get to the Hamptons is pretty working class. And I was visiting my friend who lives in a pretty working class neighborhood. But you know what you see when you drive around a neighborhood like that? You see this in the South. You see it in the Midwest. You see it. I I don't have too much experience in the the West Coast, but I'm sure. You see people with toys. You see people with toys. You drive by what's a standard working class house on Long Island or here in New Jersey. You see the family vehicles, usually an SUV. And then by the springtime, you start to see, it's not everybody's house. I'm just saying, it's something you see here that is unique to the rest of the world. You see a boat. You see an extra car. You may see Americans with quads or jet skis. We have toys. We have extra money. And we like it that way. To the rest of the world, that's horrifying. 
There was a there was a time not too long ago the United Nations tried to rebrand locusts as sky prawns because the UN issued a food report and I put it up on on Twitter this morning in response to a post that Americans eat too much meat. A steak in most countries is reserved only for the elite. The average American can go into a grocery store, a butcher, a big box store and walk out with a styrofoam pad of steaks and throw them on the grill. That's unheard of in a lot of countries. The American lifestyle is unheard of in other nations, including most of Europe. Yes, they have more leisure time, but we do it better. So whereas we don't have siestas, or in some cases, four-day work weeks, or retirement at 50 for government workers, we work hard and we play hard. That's America. But you know what? It disgusts the elite intellectual class. They look at the average American. This is why they support high taxes. The average American will just get themselves in trouble. Again, the ugly American. The ugly American encroached on the rest of the world. That's funny. The reason why I'm saying this is now European tour operators are begging Americans to come back to Europe, especially in Italy. And there's going to be, you're going to see this coming this summer. There's going to be a massive public relations campaign by European tour operators to encourage average Americans to come back and visit Europe after decades of kind of sneering at us. The average American, sure, you know, sure they like their, they like when our celebrities and our socialites uh, travel Europe. But they've recognized that, oh my God, these people that we've looked down upon as boorish and obnoxious and ill-dressed and unmannered provide a lot of a lot of revenue. So they want us to come back. But there is a class of people. There's a there's there's a, a school in New York City called the New School of Social Research, and these people provide the Democrats with a lot of the papers that they read that build their talking points. They think Americans are spoiled. The elite intellectuals in this country think the average American is a spoiled brat. We aren't willing to give up enough. That's why when we resist taxes, they get very angry. They think the government is in the best position to distribute and deploy resources. And who cares if you want to buy that bass boat? Who cares if you want to buy that crotch rocket? That's not the greater good. But it is the greater good if you're a libertarian thinker because you earn the money, you want that motorcycle, that's good for you and the guy that sold you the motorcycle and the guy that might service the motorcycle and the guy running the business or the girl running the business wherever you ride that motorcycle to when you stop to eat or stay over or do whatever you want to do on that motorcycle. That's America, baby. In China, they do as they're told. In Central America, they do as they're told. Throughout Europe, they do as they're told. The rest of the world politically is way more docile than the United States. You know, there's an immigrant I'd like to kick out. There's an immigrant I'd like to kick out. Prince Harry, apparently, doesn't like the First Amendment. I don't see, I don't think we have the audio on the, on the cut sheet uh, uh, here. Don't really need it. 
He went on some podcast, something I've never, someone I never heard of, and he said the First, Ameri- First Amendment is bonkers. Well, the Espen Institute, another left-wing liberal favored enterprise, has now hired Prince Harry to study, get this, misinformation. The last thing we need is a British royal telling us how we should think about our constitution. You know, I liked the guy better when he was a combat helicopter pilot and single. But maybe somebody ought to sit down with him and go, this is why we kicked you out of this country the first time. There is, a, there is a class of people on the left that do not like you. They don't like America as it is. They don't like your freedoms. They don't like your lifestyle. They don't like you having choices. This is why they love the pandemic. We were following orders and doing doggy tricks that ourselves three, four, five years ago would never abide by. They've exposed the class of people the number of people, the percentage of people that will line up to vote for everything that involves a lockdown of our freedoms. And look at the way the media is so disdainfully talking about freedom in this country while they themselves are exercising it. The next phase of the left is a crackdown on the American lifestyle because it looks oppressive to the rest of the world. And what do I mean by that? Look at Israel. Israel is a free society. It's the Jewish state, but Muslims, Christians, they enjoy equal rights under the law in Israel. They serve in the military. They serve in government. They serve throughout the society. There are gay rights parades, pride parades in Israel. There's a nightlife in Israel, a social life in Israel. Yes, they are socialists. Yes, they have high taxes. But as far as the Middle East goes, they are the freest society in the Middle East. And for that, their neighbors that are living backwards look like they're being oppressed by Israel. They're not being oppressed by Israel. If you want to live by a 12th century view of of life, well, you go right ahead. But Israel has moved on. So the left wants to end Israel. The jealousy of the American lifestyle makes America look oppressive. The open border is the way to kill it. Weakening our position with China is another way to kill it. And as long as they can count on people who will do stupid doggy tricks for a treat, that will kill it too. Wyantic 695 Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. When I come back, I'm going to show you exactly what Double Think looks like. Serious You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs> 